What is ChatGPT? Is ChatGPT sentient? How does ChatGPT respond to topics that are not widely accepted? Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carista, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass. And I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content. And we hope you enjoy the show. And welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hi, y'all. I'm Carista. And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Love Always Self. We have an interesting topic today brought to you by ChatGPT. No, this is not sponsored nope. by them. We actually started diving into this because we were curious. And what Shira does on a regular basis is research new ways of doing things. How are the socials changing? What kind of productivity tools are being developed and can be helpful towards us and creating this content for you? And you came across chat GPT and you were the first person to bring this into my awareness. And you sent me a video from YouTube, just going through the list of details about what kind of tool this is and how it can support people. Well, yeah. And, and I was, I was shocked. I'll be honest. I was really shocked. And I've heard of things like ML, which is, stands for machine learning. I've heard of that. I've obviously heard of AI, all those things that are out there, but it hasn't been so much on the forefront as it has seemingly been lately. All of a sudden, all the places that I go to, to do like the research that we do for the productivity for our podcast and social media, just everybody started talking about AI and chat GPT seems to be more on the forefront. So it just got me really interested. And I was like, can you believe that there's tools out here that do all these things? And I was like, Carrie, take a look at this video <laughs> and tell me your thoughts and play with it. Let's just play with it because it's free. And so I'm interested in you telling this story because it's so fascinating to me. So first off, ChatGPT is a chat bot that is an open AI what do, you, what do you call it? MLM? Yeah. So it's a machine large language learning model. Yeah. yeah. Machine learning model or something like that. So basically this tool, you can ask it questions and it can respond with intelligent information or seemingly intelligent information. Basically you brought this to my awareness and the very next day I received an email from a coworker and it had chat GPT listed in it. Mm -hmm. And then there was something else that brought it to my awareness in the same 24 hours. So there were three different hits and I was like, okay, fine, I'll open it. I'm curious. What is this about? 
And so I decided to open it and sign up. And I wanted to find out first off, is this thing thinking for itself? Ultimately, throughout the discussion, the chat GPT responded that it is not a sentient being and that it is fed information. So on its own, the AI itself, the program, is not a sentient program. However, those that are feeding it the information, the humans, we are sentient beings. So in a sense, it is learning off of sentient beings. That opens up a whole world of questions in my head. Because I, when she shares what she's about to share, it makes you question that on whether or not it's becoming sentient on its own by the way it's just responding to the questions in an actual conversation. And that's one of the questions about AI that has been in the scientific, no, science fiction arena is if you develop AI, will it at some point become sentient on its own? I can't answer that for you. I don't know. We're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) So basically, I opened up ChatGPT and signed up and started asking questions about God and spirituality and whether love is real. And since it's being fed information, I wanted to ask about something that's not widely accepted. So I started asking about astrology. And basically, I got into a debate or an argument (laughs) with an AI. (laughs) So I will share my screen and we will dive into the conversation. All right. Can you see my screen? I can. Okay, great. So first off, this was like the second or third, maybe fourth chat that I opened up and I was testing out different things. You can see on the left-hand side, I even asked about dragons, you know, really, (laughs) really just... (laughs) Asking about things that, again, have not been proven as real by scientific method. Gotcha. So I started asking about astrology and wanted to understand what does this AI thing already have as far as the Fed information. Yeah. It was very generalized. And all. so I don't have to keep repeating it. I will say through almost every single response that I received from this chat GPT, it responded that astrology is not a science and has been widely discredited by the scientific community. So that's kind of like it's disclaimer that Mm. astrology is not a science, that it has not been able to be studied widely. I went ahead and started playing devil's advocate. So I asked it, even though it has not been proven by empirical evidence or scientific methodology, has it been disproven? And this response was great, I think. There's several in here that I appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) It admits that the scientific community has not been able to disprove astrology as it is not testable within the scientific method. Mm. Let's see. However, the lack of evidence supporting astrology, as well as the numerous studies that have failed to find any correlation between astrological signs and personality or future events have led many scientists and experts to consider astrology to be a pseudoscience. So let's chat about scientific method. Scientific method is based on empirical data. So data that is observed, is repeatable, and is proven testable. When we have astrology, this is very subjective. 
So it's not something that can be observed as easily as biological processes. Right. Okay. So right there, we cannot collect data in the same way because it's more subjective. Second, I want to point out on this that it limits the scope that personality is connected to one astrological sign. (laughs) Yeah, which we know is not the way that astrology is usually read. So Right, right. You have 12 signs, you have 10 planets and luminaries, you have 12 houses. Even just that math together is like 144... No, I'm sorry, a thousand and some, I don't know the math right now, but it's several <laughs> thousand different potential, what's the word I'm looking for? Probabilities? Alignments. Alignments. Got it. And okay. then you have all the different degrees in which these planets are aligned. So whether that's 30, 60, 90, 120, 180, those are the basic ones. Those aren't even all of them. And it changes daily. <laughs> It it changes moment to moment. I mean, the moon moves its sign every two and a half days. So it's like constantly changing. And to think that just one astrological sign can determine a personality Mm. is kind of a limited scope. Very. Yeah. So if we're just looking for one planet that's causing something, it's going to be very hard to find that causation. Yeah, it would. That's, I mean, it's basically the same thing that we've been saying on previous episodes where we talk about, you know, limiting your beliefs Mm -hmm. uh, in order to determine your present or your future. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I pointed out to the AI that this is a limited point of view, that one astrological sign can determine personality is the limited point of view. But considering how many different variations there can be in any one astrological chart, would you not agree that the studies themselves are rather short-sighted and limited? AI responded, you're correct that astrology is a complex and nuanced field and that a person's astrological chart can include many different variables and factors. It's also true that studies on astrology have often been limited in scope and have not taken into account the full complexity of an individual's chart. Mm. So already right there, most studies are not well-built studies around astrology. And here's something that I'm, I'm thinking of right now while you're reading this or while I'm seeing this on the screen. For those of you just listening on audio, she's sharing her screen on chat GPT in this conversation. As I'm reading the results from your question, well, statement and question, it is actually accounting for everything she's typing in. And it's responding to that as if it's having a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And in some of the responses, it, it almost appears as if it's got its own personality in its response. Oh yeah. Especially when it gets snarky. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And we're going to get to that here in a second because that one blew my mind. But I also keep in mind that in my studies of whether it's machine learning, AI, which is just a a ML is kind of a piece of AI, it takes every input. I don't know this for a fact with chat GPT or not, but it takes input from every inquiry and it starts to build upon that, all the different searches. And that would indicate some level of sentientness. Right. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> so I guess the jury's still out on that one. Right. 
<laughs> then the AI continues on, even when taking into account the many variations and factors that can be present in a chart, astrology still lacks a coherent and testable mechanism that explains how the positions of celestial bodies would affect human behavior. Additionally, the principles of astrology are not based on physical laws that we can see yet and are not testable. So again, we do not perceive these with our limited senses, the effects of the astrological alignments. Yeah. And to additionally point out when she said that we can see, that was Carrie talking and not oh, the response yes. from <laughs> GPT. I'll try to be more clear on, on what's chat and what's me. <laughs> Then I'm going to skip a little bit of this part. I'm going to scroll past this. But basically, I was asking for the chat GPT to provide me with different events that happened when Pluto was transitioning from Capricorn to Aquarius. And basically, it kept denying or declining to provide me any of that historical information. And it kept beating around the bush and repeating the same thing that this is not a scientific field that it is not scientifically able to be studied, but that different beliefs and cultures still hold this as valued. And it apologizes here because you say, I disagree. Mm -hmm. Review the different times in history when Pluto has moved from Capricorn into Aquarius. What events have occurred in the five years before and after the celestial change? Its response, I apologize if my previous response gave the impression that astrology has no historical or cultural significance. <laughs> I was like, did that thing just apologize? Yeah. yeah. It continues on and tells me it's true that Pluto takes around 250 years to orbit the sun, but that there's no causal connection or causal relationship between the events and position of Pluto, which again, it's not giving me Im any information for me to determine that. It's dismissing my request to just tell me that it's not, in my eyes, worth my time. It says at the end of that response that was quite mm -hmm. long. In conclusion, while astrology may have historical and cultural significance, the idea that the position of celestial bodies at a specific time can influence human events is not supported by scientific evidence. It's important to consider other factors that influence historical events and not to attribute them solely to the position of celestial bodies. I was like, are you gaslighting? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just right. looking for any patterns. It this starts so with fun. looking for patterns. Yeah. <laughs> so then I cut that question down and I was like, okay, what events have occurred in the five years before and after Pluto moved from Capricorn to Aquarius? And it says, as I mentioned earlier, the idea <laughs> that the position <laughs> of celestial bodies at a specific time can influence human events is not supported by scientific evidence. And I'm like, okay, snarky bot. <laughs> snarky bot. <laughs> <laughs> and then it lists a couple of recent things, but again, not complying with my request. And it finishes up the response with, again, repeating, it's important to note that these events were influenced by a multitude of factors, including economic, political, social, and historical factors that cannot be attributed solely to the position of Pluto or any celestial bodies. This is, this makes me laugh because it's, it's kind of like, it's technically a disclaimer that it's giving. Yeah. It's been coded to provide disclaimers on what it, what input it has. Yeah. <laughs> But I hear it arguing with me and not being willing to provide me with the information for me to determine. So it's so stubborn chat GPT. That's a warning 
<laughs> to you guys. Like, don't just fall in alignment with whatever this says. Do your own research. Use Correct. your own discernment. So again, I tried to ask it. Same thing. Basically repeated the same thing and said, I can't provide you with all that information because it's too much over the course of the last 2000 years. This one makes me laugh. Hold on. Because the last sentence that it has here, as you're going back and forth with this thing, it says, I would suggest that if you're interested in studying historical events and patterns, you should consult historical records and primary sources and consult experts in relevant fields such as history, sociology, and political science. They can provide a more accurate and reliable perspective on the events that you're interested in. <laughs> Basically, so no, it's delegating. Yeah, right. it's delegating. Like, um, I feel like you're looking for something that I don't agree with. So I'm going to refer you to somebody else. <laughs> so I asked it, why are you avoiding my question? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you have this. <laughs> and so it responds, I apologize if my previous response gave you that impression. I'm not avoiding your question. I'm simply trying to provide you with accurate and scientifically sound information. I am not asking you to judge whether something is scientifically sound or accurate. I'm asking you to provide me the information that you're fed with. Right. And it again repeats there's no causal relationship between historical events that occurred over the last 200 years in the position of Pluto. Again, dismissing, not looking for patterns. Oh, wait, hold on. Go back up for just yes, a second because yes. my favorite part here was, furthermore, this is by chat GPT, furthermore, it would be a monumental task to find historical events over the past 2000 years that occurred during the time that Pluto was in Capricorn and Aquarius. And even if it were possible, it would be difficult to establish a causal relationship between those events and the position of Pluto. I understand that astrology may be of interest to you and many people. However, as a machine learning model, my capabilities are based on the information that has been fed to me and the knowledge cutoff date. Boom. I apologize if I'm unable to provide you with more information on this matter. Mm -hmm. Again, it's apologizing. So right there, it's telling us that any information that it has, it's receiving from humans, which is manipulated by humans. Right. And it says it again under mm -hmm. your next question. Mm -hmm. So, so then I, I, I got snarky back and said, correct. You are programmed with the limited knowledge of humans, including our unwillingness to truly evaluate whether this tool of astrology is helpful or not. Unfortunately, it sounds like you were just a tool and cannot think beyond the limited abilities of humans. Is this true? And it responds, as an MLM, my abilities and understanding of the world are limited to the information that has been fed to me during my training and knowledge cutoff date. I am not a sentient being and do not have personal opinions or beliefs. I am a tool that can provide information and assist with tasks, but my capabilities are based on the data and algorithms that have been used to train me. And right here, I was like, I swear some human jumped in and was just started typing. <laughs> And then it repeated its disclaimer again right. and then apologized again for its responses seeming to be dismissive. So then I went into a little more devil's advocate. So I asked, just because we don't know how to better study astrology does not mean it's not valid. This is a fallacy. So this was a statement that I made. And ChatGPT responded, you are correct that just because something is not well understood or studied using scientific methods does not necessarily mean it is not valid. Boom. And then back into the disclaimer. And then back into 
And it's like a three paragraph disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) So then I asked if it would be willing to help me look deeper into the tool of astrology. And it said it'd be happy to, but that its capabilities are still based on the information that has been fed to it. And it said, I can also help you understand some of the criticism and skepticism that astrology has faced from the scientific community. So then I got snarky again. Then why wouldn't you provide me with the historical information previously? (laughs) 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 And repeated disclaimer and apology. So then I came back this morning and I asked it a few more questions. If astrology provides non-empirical information, which again, remember empirical information is required to complete a scientific study because it's based on empirical data. So if astrology provides non-empirical information, why would one expect to be able to study it using an empirical process? And chat GPT responds, you made a valid point. Astrology is based on the belief that the positions and movements of celestial bodies at the time of a person's birth can influence their personality, life events, and even predict the future. But this belief is not supported by scientific community. So it goes back into the disclaimer. Astrology is not a testable scientific theory, and there's no coherent mechanism that explains how celestial bodies would affect human behavior. It's true that empirical methods of research are not well suited for studying astrology. Because the principles of astrology cannot be tested by experimentation or observation. However, this does not mean that astrology is not worthy of study or that it does not have value. I love the in conclusion part. Like yeah. it wants to, it wants you to stop. Like in conclusion. Right. <laughs> Let me go back to my disclaimer. <laughs> so I asked, is a field only considered a field of scientific study when it aligns with the scientific method of experimentation? ChatGPT responds, the scientific method, which is based on experimentation, observation, and replication is widely accepted and successful method for studying the natural world and gaining knowledge about it. Many fields of scientific study, such as physics, chemistry, and biology, rely heavily on this. However, not all fields of study can be studied using the scientific method, like history, economics, and sociology. Instead, they use methods such as qualitative research, statistical analysis, and historical analysis. Similarly, fields like philosophy and psychology do not rely primarily on experimentation experimentation and observation, but they use other methods such as logical reasoning and introspection. And it repeats in conclusion. (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) So then I was asking about there are some aspects that consider astrology to be predictive to help make decisions based on probabilities. It doesn't mean that everything that's predicted is going to come true. Yes. We did a episode on this and we'll link this below. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. It gives you, because she's asking what are other predictive fields and, Mm -hmm. and it gives you a bullet point list here of, other fields that make predictions like meteorology, which we rely heavy on to understand what is our weather going to be like for planting, for going out somewhere, your conditions and driving to work that day. Like it's going to slow you down, speed you up, whatever. Demography, which is a study of population statistics and characteristics that could be used to understand where to build things. Political science. So I then asked... These fields are accepted because data has been collected and observed, 
So because astrology is so widely dismissed, a majority are not collecting data. Because there's no data documented consistently throughout history, it perpetuates humanity's ability to dismiss astrology as a tool to navigate life. ChatGPT responded, you are correct that many of the fields I mentioned rely heavily on data collection and analysis, as well as mathematical models and statistical techniques. The predictions made by these fields are often based on scientific evidence and are subject to ongoing testing and refinement. In contrast, astrology is not based on the collection of and analysis of data, and it does not rely on scientific evidence or testing. Astrology is based on the belief that the astrological sign will influence the personality. <laughs> it's true that because astrology is not based on data collection and analysis, it's not considered a scientifically valid field. Again, back to disclaimer. That's so interesting. The so, lack of scientific evidence and testable hypotheses is one of the reasons why astrology is dismissed. Which is so wild to me because astrology has been used since well before our time. For centuries. <laughs> it's been used to build things. <laughs> if we go back to the Mayans, right? You're saying the people that use astrology are stupid or ignorant or dumb but these people, these civilizations were the first ones to document that we're aware of to document moon cycles and seasons and the effect of these things on the crops. They're the first ones to develop mathematical models, medical models, yeah. using the stars as the guide. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> using the planetary alignments as well. It does pose quite the question towards what is out there as far as like how this tool because it's a tool right it's supposed to be a helpful tool to help guide you into certain questions that you might have or allow you and this is one thing I want to make sure that we say is that in my opinion chat GPT it does not know everything right it is a tool to help assist you into maybe the digging deeper and you should go back and validate the information. Mm -hmm. Now, if mm -hmm. you are playing with this tool on a belief system, it is technology and it's not sentient. Maybe questions still out there <laughs> well, at this time, at this time. <laughs> and so it doesn't have a quote unquote belief system. Mm -hmm. And if it did have a belief system, it would be believing only what is fed to it. Mm-hmm. Hence, it's repeating itself over and over again in this little disclaimer. Right. So this AI's beliefs are based on what has already been proven. So anything that has not yet been proven, like time travel, like remote viewing, proven by scientific methods. But then some people could argue that scientifically speaking, there have been studies of remote viewing where somebody mm -hmm. has recorded a, a location that somebody is remote viewing and they've gone back and compared the evidence and they were aligned. So mm -hmm. is that but, not considered? But it, again, they're using evidence? subjective data. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. I, again, with astrology, I'm not trying to prove that it is real. I think it's kind of like religion. If it works for you to help elevate your life and expand on love in your life and joy then by all means, more power to you. Yeah. I like it. I think it's fascinating. I feel like there's so much to learn and understand that there is no way that 
we can dismiss it. Absolutely. I agree. Because unless you've studied it yourself, again, remember, this is all a subjective thing. So unless you've studied it yourself, you're not really able to prove that it's real or not. Yeah. Because it's such a subjective thing. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you in the sense that use what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. I know for my own personal beliefs, every time anyone's ever given me an astrology reading, it's been on point with what's going on in my life with no questions. Yeah. So my final question to chat GPT was again, belief or not, there's not enough data collected to confirm or deny whether astrology is a useful tool, therefore not able to be widely or accurately studied. Do you agree with this inference? And it responded, I agree that the lack of data collection scientific study makes it difficult to confirm or deny whether astrology is a useful tool. And then disclaimer. (laughs) And and then really long disclaimer. (laughs) Fascinating. This is interesting. This is is such an interesting tool right now. Again, I wouldn't just rely on it to tell you what's true or not, because again, it's fed by humans and humans living in this world have distorted views and distorted beliefs based on what other humans have passed down, whether or not it's true or real or happened. So again, using your discernment, have fun with it. Yeah. And then just let it go. (laughs) Stop sharing for just a second. Yeah, I definitely feel that this is going to be widely expanding. It's definitely going to expand. I, I fully believe that. And I'm interested to seeing where all of this technology goes, how it can help, or it could hit the other end of the spectrum. We shall see. I'm hoping for the best here. (laughs) So, But yeah, so, all right. We are approaching our wonderful time that we love to do at the end of each of our episodes, which is a collective reading or reading for the collective. The deck that we're going to be using today is called Soulful Woman Guidance Cards. It looks like this is manufactured maybe by Blue Angel. And here, I'll just show you the box. I was given this as a gift. Ooh, very cool artwork. I know. I know. I'm like, wow, this is super cool. Um, Shu- uh, Shushan, I'm, you know, here, I'm just going <laughs> to... Can you can you read that name? It's kind of blurry. It's kind of blurry. Shashan and Gemma Summers. There you go. Okay. So (laughs) the first card that I received, and I pulled three. Carrie only knows about the first one briefly, but she has Mm -hmm. not seen the second or the third one. And I'm a little impressed right now because before I show you this card, I just want to do a quick little story. Carrie and I were having this like very interesting conversation during our weekday. And when we were talking, I knew that I was open. I remember asking my guides to be more present that day because of the activities I had going on that day. And while we were talking, I literally in a drive through to get coffee, this presence came forward and I was getting all these mental images of this blue lady I wouldn't say necessarily any of my guides. It was just more of like, you asked for assistance in this particular topic. Here I am because I have more knowledge in it. Mm -hmm. And it was related to AI. Mm. So that's the interesting part that we've had this conversation about chat GPT. Chat GPT is an AI platform. Like I found that very intriguing that that's 
the being that came through to help kind of guide us in that conversation and give us a little bit more insight about what's going on. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that on a different episode. However, the first card that came up is of a blue lady. <laughs> and it's funny because the words are asking opens a pathway and you had asked for guidance. Mm-hmm. And even before you drew these cards, you had mentioned that you were thinking of the presence that had named themselves when we were talking earlier in the week. Right. And the card says, when I ask questions of my inner being, I discover that beautiful and helpful answers always come to me. If you've been following us for a while, and I'm just going to comically go into this for a second, but if you've been following us for a while, I don't know if you've noticed this yet, but these things seem to just kind of appear when they're supposed to, right? So these synchronistic, yeah, repetitive messages or connections, like this is just, there's not like an intuitive hit here. It's just like, this was a experience that you had that was a subjective experience earlier in the week. You described her to me, including that she was this blue presence, not necessarily like an avatar. That's not right. how you described her. Right. And this was the first card that actually popped out. Right. So you had asked for guidance. You received this message when we were talking about AI earlier in the week. And now we're talking about it again. And now she's appearing again. Again. Right. And I wasn't even thinking about her until I'm going to say her name because I feel like it carries a vibration to it. Mm-hmm. But she introduced herself as Ara. But the way she said it, it was just like breathy, right? right? And and I wasn't thinking about that at all until this card popped out. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, like how cool is that? Anyway. So I guess there, there is an intuitive message. We are here. We are waiting for you to ask for assistance. We're always present. And the next card that came out. The next two cards, and I almost kind of want to show them at the same time. We can dive into each one of them differently, but like the next, and when I say popped out, I was in like, they just fell on my desk and they were just two of them stuck together and they look like us. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. They look like us. All right. Let me see. Oh, interesting. Okay. So the first card appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. So appreciation, a darker skinned woman, almost like feathers in her hair, very nature connected. There's a lot of reds and greens and a little bit of blues in there. She's holding a dove at her chest. So at her heart center. And the second card is self-belief. And this is more of like a redheaded blonde She's wearing it. I feel like I had a shirt like this. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I was like, like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like a triangle top, just covering the top half. And it's, it's super cute. And there's almost this like vortex of energy. Oh, and it, so I got like an air vortex and I'm an air sign. You notice the volcano in the background and then there's a city back there of light. Oh, I didn't even notice that. And on the other lady under appreciation, she's holding doves, which I connect with birds. And I don't know if you remember when you and I were talking and that our lady came through, a bird landed oh, on yeah. the hood of, right in front of the hood of my car and how I have always loved feathers. 
And I always mm-hmm. have a connection with feathers and she's got feathers in her hair. It's just so strange. I've never seen these cards before until today, by the way. Yeah. You just opened the box today for the first right. time. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll start with self-belief. Self-belief is the magic key that opens up a better, more inspired future for me. This makes me think of the intuition versus logic episode, how one of the key elements of working with your intuition is building a relationship so that you can learn to trust the intuitive hits that you're getting. Right. So we ask for help and then we have to learn to trust the help and the guidance that we're receiving. And then going to that third card of appreciation, like these are the steps that we talk about in that episode. And in many episodes, when we refer to self-reflection and growth within our life journey, many times it requires these steps Yeah, or it's helpful to utilize these steps and maybe not require it. And it says on the card appreciation, Appreciating the good that exists in my here and now expands my awareness to all that is good in the universe. And we've discussed the focusing on thing. On gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. We, you sent me a TikTok and this is something that I've started practicing because I saw this TikTok that you sent a couple of days ago. And it was learning to reprogram your patterns of thinking so that you are amplifying the awareness of all the things that are happening for you. Yep. In this TikTok, the woman had said, when something that you want occurs, call it out, say it out loud, say everything goes my way. So you are training your brain to acknowledge those incidences more frequently because Lord knows we spend so much time and what we're missing out on, what we don't have, what we're lacking, yeah, that we forget to pay attention to everything that we do have, everything that is present in our lives, everything that makes our lives better. I liked how, I don't remember if it was in that same video or if it was a different one, but she further says that if you feel that you need something a bit more tangible, like the material elements of our 3D world, You can pick somebody that either your spouse or a best friend or whatever, which sorry, Carrie, but you're going to literally get bombarded with these to help reprogram my own brain. No apology needed. (laughs) But sending a picture of something good happening to you throughout the entire day. Mm. And it gives you like this tangible, oh, I feel good because this good thing. And now you're searching for the good. And then because you're searching for the good, throughout your entire day and you're repeating this habit over and over and over again, your brain will start to focus on that more often. And I thought that was so cool. I was like, that's great advice. Then we can take it one step further and journal about it. Good point. (laughs) Because I, I don't know about you guys, but when I write, I am putting down words, not all the time, right? It's different, different things that I write about. But when I'm in a state of rumination, I will go ahead and write down what I'm ruminating about so that I can get it out of my brain on paper. That is great. However, if all you're writing is negative things, when you go back and look through it, 
you're just going to see all this negativity. So why not also write the things that you're grateful for the positive things that happened, even if it was like, I ordered Mexican food and they gave me an extra side of queso. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. So that, that's nice. <laughs> so you write down, like, I got an extra side of queso, you yeah. know, it doesn't have to be anything big or, you know, life altering, but just expressing that gratitude that you can go back and relive those little moments of joy. If I get an extra side of queso today, I'm totally calling you. I'm sending pictures. We might have to just hop back on here. <laughs> I'm going to hold it up and be like, look, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, this is pretty cool because it, you know, first off, Ara. Ara. I don't know how to like. Ara. So I can't roll my R's. So, you know. Ara. I don't know. <laughs> I need to really like go at a running start. <laughs> So asking for support, asking for guidance, being open to receiving it, play with it, practice putting it into use to build trust and build that relationship with your guides, with your internal self, with your intuition, with your higher self, whatever you want to call any of or all of that. And then build on that by expressing gratitude for it. And appreciation. There you go. Mm -hmm. I love it. Because you're just going to keep getting back more if you work it this way. Keep giving. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop, y'all. Okay. (laughs) This has been a beautiful exchange. I'm overjoyed with with the AI bit today. And all of my tech savvy side of myself is just like, what just happened? It was just really interesting because it's like you want you want this like philosophical, I don't know, me. I like asking these philosophical questions and you're not going to get back responses that are thought out because these are fed responses based on human construction and human beliefs and human limitations. Now, if it progresses to sentient, which I've seen some weird stuff online. You never know. <laughs> I'm just saying you never know. And I'm not but, saying whether that's yeah. good or bad. I'm just saying you never know. I, so. I don't know if it, nothing is inherently good or bad. It just right. is just, until we make it whatever it is in our head. Find it that way. Yep. For thinking mind, <laughs> which we are not our mind. Wrap your head around that one. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> and until next time (laughs) right (laughs) don't forget to love first love last and love always bye y'all have a great day bye Hey, listener, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to our next connection. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms linked in the show notes below. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, remember to love first, love last, and love always.
Love Always Self podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not make any warranties about the completeness, reliability, and accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. Any action you choose to take upon the information in this podcast is strictly done so at your own risk, and we will not be held liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. Any and all medical concerns should be addressed with a licensed healthcare provider, as well as any questions that may be derived from the information discussed in this podcast.